Hey all, Roger here. I'm a little over the weather, so there isn't a new episode today. But I didn't want to leave you hanging, so here's a replay of an earlier episode exploring the phenomenon that is Audio Social Network Clubhouse. Enjoy! Clubhouse has made waves over the last year by bringing people together with its exclusive invite-only audio service. It's drawn big-name figures like Oprah and Elon Musk, but let's break down what it is. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Giving us a virtual walkthrough of Clubhouse is staff reporter Aaron Carson. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So first of all, for folks who aren't uh, as tied into the Silicon Valley culture uh, as, as I know we are, what is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an audio-based, invite-only chat app. It's basically a social network, and it lets people from around the world hop into these virtual rooms and talk about whatever topic they want to discuss. And what what's it like to use? Because it's uh, you know I think everyone's familiar with chat apps and with Zoom and video conferencing. This is audio only. It's a little bit different. So what's that experience like? So when you log into Clubhouse, the first thing you see is something that looks a little bit like a news feed, but they call it a hallway. And in the hallway, you're looking at all these different rooms that are live at the moment. And so you can see what people are talking about, whether it's... um, you know, something like branding and marketing or, you know, the film industry. And you can see how many people are in a room and a few of the names of the people who are there. And if you want to actually, you know, go inside a room virtually, you tap on it and you're there with audience and speakers and uh, they're chatting away. And so is it, uh, what is it like in one of those rooms? Is, are, are, is everyone speaking? Is it like a dynamic discussion between multiple people or is it more like a lecture hall style that you're saying? So it depends a little bit on how the room is set up. Generally, what you have is an audience and a stage, and there are typically moderators who are kind of running the show. So in a room that's set up to be a little bit more of a discussion, let's say that people are talking about something that you want to contribute, you know, some opinion to, you can press a button and raise your hand and a moderator might let you on stage and then you essentially have talking privileges. Um, but there are other events that are more set up like a panel that you might go to at a conference. So You might have some folks on stage, you know, three or four, and they're talking about a certain thing. And your role is just to kind of hang out in the audience and listen. Yeah, I was scrolling through Clubhouse last night, actually, trying to look at different topics. A lot of it was like marketing. A lot of it was Silicon Valley stuff. I don't know if it's just the people I follow, but like the topics weren't ones I necessarily wanted to like commit time to like listening to. But it's definitely an interesting uh, concept and definitely another way to bring people together. Well, I don't know if you could kind of explain to me why it's gotten so popular, uh, why it's gotten so much buzz. I think there are three main things at work. I think that, you know, right out of the gate, this is something that Mar- that launched in March, and this is right as the pandemic was happening. And so at a time when we can't actually been, be in a room with other people, um, I think there's a certain appeal for being able to be in a room, even if it's virtual, and hear all these other voices and conversation and, and whatnot that we might not be getting um, right now. A second point is that this has attracted a lot of kind of notable names from both Hollywood and Silicon Valley. And I think for a lot of people, um, you know, they've said it feels a little bit like the early days of Twitter where you're on Twitter and so is your favorite, you know, actor and filmmaker and whoever else. Um, 
and it feels a little bit more even, <laughs> you know, in terms of, of um, access. It feels like a party that maybe you want to be at, right? Uh, and then I think the third element to this is exclusivity. It's the kind of scarcity that creates demand because this is invite only. It's still in beta. And so you have to know somebody who is on the app in order to get an invitation. So it kind of uh, makes you feel like there's there's something cool going on and you would like to be there to check it out. Definitely. And then the you talked about some of the high profile figures. I mean, what who are some of the folks, the notable folks that have been on and, and have they are they participating? Are they are they lurking like the rest of us? What what exactly are we getting from some of these high-profile folks? Yeah, it kind of depends. Um, so, like, on the Hollywood side, we've seen people like Oprah and Jared Leto, uh, Ava DuVernay, Tiffany Haddish, you know, folks like that kind of hop into rooms. Some people are more active than others. Um I follow a couple people like like Tiffany Haddish, and I'm getting alerts all the time that she's like in a room talking about you know industry stuff or um, or whatever. And then like on the Silicon Valley side, you have the kinds of names that probably like everybody would recognize, like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, um, who have been on more recently. Um, you know, uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has been on as well. Uh, and then you also have like this kind of whole Silicon Valley VC <laughs> scene that pops up on there. Um, that's folks like, you know, um, Ben Horowitz and Mark Andreessen who are, are pretty, you know, big names um, in that world. So, uh, yeah, you're getting a, a smattering of a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, there was some controversy about uh, from uh, from that circle, from the Silicon Valley circle over the summer. Can you talk about what happened there? So over the summer, there was kind of this incident that occurred with the New York Times uh, reporter where there was this room uh, that was created that was talking about like how the media covers Silicon Valley culture and access and, and all that. Um, and kind of what happened is it brought to light this broader discussion about what this app, which is still pretty new and still around the you know on the smaller side, is going to do about harassment and questionable content and who decides um, what is okay to talk about, what's not okay to talk about. And of course, this is like a question that basically every social media. <laughs> you know, platform is, is, is dealing with. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of brought that to light and I think made it something that clubhouse is having to figure out maybe sooner than later. Yeah. You make the astute point that really Facebook, Twitter, all these other social networks have long had to deal with, especially after they scaled up clubhouse is still small, but those, those questions are coming up a lot faster. What, what exactly are they doing? What policies have they put in place to, curb harassment and, you know, I guess allow folks to flag questionable content. Right. So if you look at their community guidelines, there are many behaviors that are just outright prohibited. Um, things like abuse and bullying and discrimination. They also explicitly call out the spread of false information. Um, in practice, so what you can actually do about that, uh, you can block somebody, for one, and then you can report an incident, and you can do that in two ways. So the first way 
is you can report something like right as it happens, if it's happening, you know, in real time in a room. Um, and the thing about that is when a room is live, the Clubhouse app actually creates a temporary and encrypted recording of what's being said. And so they can use that recording to essentially like investigate whatever the incident is. You can still report an incident after the fact, but if you do it after the fact, that audio will have already been deleted. So it's probably going to make it harder to investigate something. But those are basically the three avenues that uh, they're giving users so far to deal with, uh, yeah, questionable or unwanted or undesirable um, behavior on the app. Hey, you know, talked about moderators or moderation. Like, how do, how does that work? Are they sort of volunteers in each group? Or are they professional? Are they like, do they work for Clubhouse? What what does that look like? Right. So the moderators do not work for Clubhouse. So these are people generally who are the ones who like started the room in the first place. So, you know, Clubhouse offers some training. There are rooms and stuff that exist about like how to be a good moderator. And the app definitely, uh, you know, encourages moderators to be kind of a voice of balance and tone setting and kind of make sure that people are, are comfortable and whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, these are still uh, other users on the app. Got it. Well, Clubhouse, I mean, there's a lot to explore there. Erin, thank you for your time. You can read her explainer on Clubhouse on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.